Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you have a lot of student loan debt, and I know a lot of you really do, uh, I need to tell you about this company. It's called Credible.com. Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. And so they're basically this great company. They're helping people get out of student loan debt. And if you've got student loan debt, you could really benefit from going to Credible.com. With a lower rate, you can save on interest. You can lower your monthly payment. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, and it's just this incredible peace of mind that you sorely need. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been since refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders, and it only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. So go to Credible.com slash Dan. That's Credible, C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. And when you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Just fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you're eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving. From the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Uh, Welcome in. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Check in with the Dodgers. Are they on the verge of pulling off a big deal where they get Mookie Betts? But they also have to bring in the contract of David Price who I think is still owed around $95 million. I love me some Mookie Betts. I don't know if I love him that much. And how will he be in that ballpark? The Padres are also involved in the mix here, so we'll check in with the great columnist for the LA Times, Bill Plasky, on the importance of this deal for the Dodgers, who missed out on Bryce Harper and Garrett Cole and don't want to miss out on Mookie Betts. Got a great poll question. Surprise, surprise. If I said the one story this year in the NFL season that you'll remember the most, will it be the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph fight, Lamar Jackson's emergence, Antonio Brown's career suicide, or Andrew Luck retirement? Andrew Luck's was the biggest surprise of the year because that came out of nowhere. And even when the story came out, we thought that maybe Adam Schefter's Twitter page had been hacked. But Andrew Luck retiring effort after it felt like he finally had an offensive line, he had some weapons, and he had turned the corner and he was going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Antonio Brown, career meltdown, that continues. By the way, Andrew Luck still hasn't done any interviews, I don't think. I haven't heard anything from Andrew Luck. And the Colts are now, from what I'm told, looking at a quarterback in the draft. Now, I told you that I was told by an NFL source that Phillip Rivers look for him to maybe end up with the Indianapolis Colts. That doesn't mean they still wouldn't draft a quarterback, but if you're moving on from Jacoby Brissett, if you bring in Phillip Rivers, if that is if that is the scenario here, are you going to bring in a quarterback? And who are you bringing in? Where do the Colts draft, McLovin? Do you know where their selection it's is? It's got to be middle of the road. I'll check right now. All right. Yeah, Paul. Jacoby Brissett, they gave him kind of that two-year holding deal for $30 million that they could easily get out of. In, in 15 games this year, he was a 61% passer, 3,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, six picks. That's not that's low end for a starter. It is, but I don't know if they turn him loose or they turned him loose at any point this year. I thought he was a – those are just called Band-Aid quarterbacks, Band-Aid contracts. That's all that is because it feels like are they going to go in 
Are they going to go up to get a quarterback? That's what I'm curious about. And would they take Phillip Rivers if you can get him for a one-plus-one deal? Yeah, McLovin. They hit at number 13, which, by the way, I think McShay had Herbert there in their last mock draft that came out yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't think Herbert falls that far. Though. That's pretty low. Well, it? it depends on what happens with Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, what's going to happen with Phillip Rivers, where's Tom Brady going to go. There are quite a few quarterbacks out there. Jameis Winston, you know, does Tampa go in and get a quarterback as well? It, it feels like you can make a case for quite a few teams that they would go in and get a quarterback. Speaking of the quarterbacking situation, Patrick Mahomes, who's been on his victory tour going to uh, Disney World, he was asked about his contract extension. This is what he had to say. To me, that's, that's stuff that's handled w- with other people. Obviously, I want to be in Kansas City for a long time. I uh, understand that. Uh, also, I want to win, win a lot of football games here. And so for me, it's, it's kind of letting that stuff handle itself. I'm, I'm in a great organization. I have a great team of guys working for me, guys and girls. And so uh, for me, it's about trusting those people. Uh, finding the best way to do it in order to have the best team the best team around me and uh, getting that done whenever the time is right. Whenever a team wins the Super Bowl, the salary cap, financial issues aren't far behind because a team can extend a third-year quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, this offseason if they want to. Or they can wait. They can wait, and uh, then he'd hit the free agent market. But the Chiefs face an interesting dilemma. Do you show your commitment to your best player, the best player in the NFL? Do you do that now? Do you take advantage of that rookie deal as long as you can because, you know, he was the first-round draft pick? This is different than Dak Prescott because Prescott may get that franchise tag. By the way, Dak Prescott at the Super Bowl said, I'm not showing up to camp without a contract. And he even said, and make sure you report that. The Saints paid Drew Brees. They had trouble affording everybody else when they won the Super Bowl. The Patriots got lucky because Tom Brady took a little bit less over the years. So we'll see how the Chiefs and Mahomes handle this, but it feels like Mahomes is going to be the first $40 million a year quarterback and probably a five-year deal worth over $200 million. If you do that, when you do that, now you're going to have – this happened with uh, Seattle. You know, Russell Wilson was a bargain. And then all of a sudden, you had to pay Russ, and then you lost some defensive players. This is, this is why that four-year window, five-year window, when you get that rookie quarterback salary, that contract, is so important. Because you want to add the pieces to when you get to year three, four, maybe five, you're ready to win a championship. Because after that, you might want to start over if you don't think you have that true quarterback there. Because he's going to cost you. The Texans are going to have this with Deshaun Watson. So Mahomes and Watson. But Dak Prescott, what's he worth? Do you give the Cowboys a little bit of a discount here? Because you want to stay as the Cowboys quarterback. Do they need you? Do you need them? They did this with Ezekiel Elliott, and you eventually got that deal done. But if you're the Cowboys and you say, we're going to tag you, then what's Dak Prescott think about all of this? Then he's going to be playing for a contract again, because that's remember he gambled on himself. And I even asked him that at the Super Bowl. I said, you gambled. And he said, yeah. But I think in his mind, he gambled and he was going to win. And he's going to win. He's going to get paid by somebody somewhere. But the Cowboys can't move on from Dak Prescott. Why can't you get a deal done? Like, what, what is the, the biggest holdup here with Dak Prescott? If he's your quarterback of the future and you truly believe in him, but you've got guys who make a lot of money on that team. I mean, they got 
you know, didn't they just pay Jalen Smith? And you got the offensive line there. Amari Cooper wants to get paid. You got Ezekiel Elliott there. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. I mean, you got you got some guys who are bringing in some paychecks here. Yeah, McLevin. Is it unfair that every quarterback has to be a $40 million? The new quarterback has to set the market. Like, I know Kirk Cousins was defending this his contract. just the agents. Yeah. All this is is the agent saying to his clientele, look at what I got you. Because I want, I want my agent to be smart with me. Do I need to be the highest paid quarterback or do I need to be in the right situation here? And the right situation for Dak is Dallas. You got a great offensive line. You got an owner who is desperate to win. He's getting a lot of sponsorships because he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. If he's the quarterback for the Jags, no one cares. He's the quarterback for the Cowboys. Therefore, people care. Yeah, McLevin. So do you take less if you're Mahomes to keep talent in Kansas City, and do you keep less? If, do you take less if you're Prescott? I think it's tricky because as Brady took less, I don't know if Brady had any say in who they were drafting. Right, but you know that you have a better chance to have a good team around you if you don't go to $45 million a year. Yes. I don't know. This is just agent-driven. This is like Scott Boris. When somebody says, oh, where's he going to go? I go, where he gets the most money. Right? Tell me a time when Scott Boris had a client on the open market and he went for less money. Now, you can say Steven Strasburg. You know, he stayed in Washington. Now, could he have gotten more money elsewhere? Yeah. Garrett Cole. Did he go where he made the most money? Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. It's look at what I do for my clients. Because if I'm a client and I go, I'll sign up with Scott Boris, but you don't get top dollar there. I'd rather have somebody who said, I'm going to look out for you and put you in the right place. Manny Machado in San Diego, that's fine. Nobody cares about Manny Machado in, in, uh, in San Diego. They don't. When's the last time you went, got to tune in to watch Manny Machado? Now, that doesn't mean you take a haircut and you go, hey, I'm going to play for uh, half of that because I can play in a bigger market. I I said it last hour. Robinson Cano went to Seattle and he got all that money. And I went, no one cares. And they didn't. There's only a couple places where you're relevant. Now, you can say, hey, I don't care about it. I'm going to make my money. Okay, that's fine. Make your money. But it's obscurity. You know, Kevin Love you know, re-signing with the Cavaliers. I was watching last night. Yes, I was the one watching the Knicks and Cavaliers last night. Kevin Love does not want to be there. I don't care how much money you're paying him. He don't want to be there. There was a play where it was a semi-fast break. Kevin Love is running down the floor, and he's running down the lane, and Colin Sexton has the ball, which means nobody else is getting it. And Kevin Love is sprinting down there, and he's open. And he's open for a layup. And Colin Sexton pulls up for a three, he makes it. But you can see Kevin Love going, when he doesn't get the ball, he's like, oh, God. And then he makes the shot so he couldn't be, you know, that in, in that much pain. So he, you know, hustled back. And I'm thinking, Kevin Love, you know, he was in the center of the basketball universe there for a while. And then you disappear and we move on. But uh, a long-winded way of saying you're going to have Patrick Mahomes be worth $40 million. Dak Prescott is not worth that kind of money. In my opinion. What's Dak? I mean, he's a bargain now because, you know, he wasn't a first-round draft pick here. What's he make? He, he's making like $700,000 a yeah. year because mm-hmm. of that rookie deal. Patrick Mahomes' base salary next year is $735,000. <laughs> he gets a 
$2.5 million signing bonus because he prorated his rookie signing bonus over four years. And he gets a roster bonus of 1.2. So his total compensation next year for Patrick Mahomes is $5 million. That's pretty good. Well, if you were his agent, would you sign him a year early and say, hey, we'll take the current state of the union of what you get paid or wait till next year when it's unrestricted? Well, who is going to get top dollars? So what's Dak going to get? And then what's is Deshaun Watson up? No, yes. he's not up before. But he's negotiating now. Okay. And they, there's rumors that he'll probably do a deal. Okay. I'd be curious what they get. And then does that influence what Kansas City's going to pay me or what I can ask for? Because if Dak Prescott gets $36 million a year, let's say, Deshaun Watson then comes in and goes, I want more than that. And then they give him $38 million. Then Mahomes' agent goes, well, I'm a whole lot better than those guys. Here, hold my beer. I'm going to tell you how much. I want $45 million a year. I don't know, you know, if it gets into that where you're competitive and you say, I want to be paid, I want to be paid more. How many guys have been the highest paid quarterback in the league? Every one of them. Joe Flacco is almost there. Yes. Yeah. Is, is Russell Wilson the highest-paid quarterback now? He was, I think, the day he signed, he was, just like all these guys. Yeah, yeah, McLovin. The one interesting thing is Dak can actually hold out where the other guy, like, because he could be tagged, yeah. and he could be a quarterback holdout, which is rare. Does that, I mean, because he's, remember he was a fourth-round pick, so he's up a year earlier yeah. than those first-round guys. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like that's a bad situation. For well, him. look at what the Redskins did twice to Kirk D. Cousins. Yeah. They tagged him twice. But Cousins wasn't thought of as highly as Dak. I don't know if it's fair or not. I mean, Dak just seems like a bigger star than Kirk Because Cousins. he's in Dallas. Yeah, that might be why. That's why. But everybody, you know, Kirk Cousins. If, if Dak Prescott was in Tampa, we wouldn't talk about him. Not this way. It's everybody talks about the Every talk show talks about the Cowboys because they're the most popular team in the NFL. That's why LeBron has always spoken about he is the most popular and polarizing player in the NBA. I mean, this is really simple to figure out why topics are brought up and not brought up. There are other stories that are more relevant. The Cowboys, they didn't even make the playoffs. And we're talking about Dak. Oh, my God, Dak Prescott. Now, Mahomes is, is real. They won the Super Bowl. Brady could change a team's fortunes by going to some other place. Like, those are real stories. Yes, McLean. But doesn't a popular story mean that that's what we should be talking about? Like, doesn't popularity mean relevancy? Like, if everyone wants to talk about LeBron, then that's the most relevant story. I know, but we create storylines that aren't really there. And then those shows don't even cover other stories that are valid, that are real. I mean, you, look, you sell your soul and that's what you want to do and you want to play the hits, then that's fine. I mean, that's what your show is. Um I just can't troll this. I just refuse to troll this audience and do that. Well, it's like if they, it's relevant, then we cover it. It's not like, hmm, let me see. How do I talk about the Cowboys? How do I talk about LeBron today? Well, we should be talking about LeBron. He's the most interesting player in the well, NBA. Okay, what is the story? Well, today I don't have it. Okay. Something about his number and his daughter <laughs> and the All-Star game. Okay. I'll bring up LeBron to Reggie Miller when he joins us next hour. No, but, I mean, maybe the – I think we should be talking about the Cowboys more than we talk about, say, the Seahawks or somebody. Because they're just a stable franchise that keeps on winning. I think there's something interesting about these teams. It is interesting.
But it feels like if if all else fails, talk about those the Cowboys or the Lakers. And they'll push a narrative that they're just they're manufacturing. I totally see. What yeah, you're that's saying. all. Yeah. I, like I, there are stories to cover. Yeah, we talk about the Cowboys a lot. Well, they are a high-priced team with a high-profile owner and tons of good players. If there's drama, we talk. You know, we talk about it. You know, and Jerry Jones desperate to win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. But today, Dak Prescott. That's interesting. If you're going to tag him and he's not going to show up in camp, what's this mean for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys this upcoming season? And perhaps it'll be another non-playoff appearance for the Cowboys. Yeah, McClure. Do you expect just the spring of Dak, just tons of Dak? Yes. Because of what you just said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you almost want him to sign so we yes, don't I to do. do this? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That in where does Tua go and does Joe Burrow want to go to the Bengals? Those are, those are going to be big storylines coming up here. Even if none of it's true, it's going to be a storyline. Yeah, Paul. Going back to Mahomes, you know, he's got one more year on his deal, and then he's going to be the richest quarterback in, in football history, richest player. Is there anything to be said for signing a year early so you get that in the next contract? Because uh, he's only 24. He's got two contracts ahead of him, yeah. you would think. And so his agent can say to him, I can get you paid now instead of waiting a year because he's not rich yet. I know he's got a lot of endorsements. And then I get your next contract at age 30 instead of 31, and that, that may be a big difference down the line being a year younger for your second contract. It's like the NBA. You want to get them in as fast as you can. Oh, I would want to, if, I, if, if I'm going to extend him, but if I extend him, then I know that I'm in a year earlier than I need to. Therefore, I'm, I'm going to give him $40 million. And, and the Chiefs may not want that. They know they got him for 700000 next year. Like, okay, we're going to have to eat the, the Patrick Mahomes deal, the richest one in history. Can we delay it one year? I would want to delay it because I would say to him, you're going to get paid. Now, he might say, what if I get injured? Uh, but you're going to get paid. We want to make sure that we have a chance to go back-to-back. I don't know how you can argue that, that, hey, we need to afford these players to give you that great team around you. Marco in Arizona. Hey, Marco, what do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, DP and Danettes. Um, first of all, just wonderful job over there in the Super Bowl coverage. Um, I was just really moved listening to you speak with uh, – Mr. West about Kobe. Uh, nobody covered it like that. Well, thank nobody you. did. Thank you, Mark. And um, but I, as far as the Dak conversation, and I'm I'm speaking on behalf of all Jerry Jones hostages out there. <laughs> that guy is great off the field. He's a great company guy, but he is not worth as much as he thinks he is. And honestly, I would even consider trading him because um, I mean, when when Dak misses. He doesn't miss by a little bit. He misses by a lot. Yeah, but Marco, and, then I got to start over, and then who am I starting over with? If you tell me who the replacement is, what is Plan B? Then I'll consider Plan B. But I, I don't know if Plan B is going to be better than Dak Prescott. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. But I mean, remember, he was an accidental, just like Tony Romo. Nobody knew Tony Romo was good except for um, Sean Payton. Um, but. I would roll the dice because he mm. just hasn't shown enough. He hasn't seized the opportunity. And, I mean, like you can do all the little hip swivels you want, but you're not making completion, son. And that's that's what the, the league is about. All right. I mean, look at the third down conversions. Oh, I know. I know. I, I think he should be better. Thank you, Marco, because you have a great running back and you have a great offensive line. Yes, McLean. Stats are pretty, pretty gaudy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure that he's inaccurate. I mean, okay, is he one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL? Stats wise, he's right around. No, 10. no. Is he one of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL? Probably. 
I'd say he's 10th. Okay, am I going to spend that kind of money on the 10th best quarterback? I Because of the way the market works, you might have to, but you're right. It doesn't make any sense. But in this theory, 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, 66%. Passer complete passing completion. I mean, everybody does that now, so I don't know what it means. A lot of guys had similar numbers, but it's good. What were Kirk D. Cousins' numbers this year? Probably uh, maybe a little better. And nobody's talking about him as being a great quarterback. Yeah, Paul. Uh, only four guys in the league had over 30 touchdowns this year. Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Everyone else is in that 25 to 27 window. I, I want to see, I, you know, and maybe it's unfair, but I want to see him take over a game, like win a game for you. And that could be Jason Garrett. Maybe things change with Mike McCarthy. I don't know. I don't get that same feeling I get that I with other quarterbacks, some other quarterbacks with Dak. And, you know, he's still young. Yeah, McClellan. No, you're right. Kirk Cousins a tick better, 107 rating, 26. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, we're, tick better, yeah. If you don't put – you accidentally put up 4,000 yards. Like, you accidentally in the NFL. He had 4,900. It feels like you accidentally put up 25 touchdowns in the NFL. This year, numbers the, – the uh, touchdowns were down, though, for quarterbacks. You know, with Lamar Jackson leading the NFL in touchdown passes. Yeah, McLeod. I feel, though, what about if you get rid of Dak, then you might be starting from ground zero again. I don't want to get rid of him. I just want to know we're going to have a deal that we feel is beneficial to both. We want you to get the respect you deserve, but we also have to be able to afford these other players. We want to have a good roster here because that's where you really become famous. Yeah, McLeod. You know who has good numbers? Derek Carr has really good numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how's that going for the Raiders? Yeah, it feels like everyone wants a new quarterback there. Let's take a break here. We'll get some more phone calls coming up. We'll talk to Bill Plaschke from the L.A. Times, get his thoughts on uh, the Dodgers. Are they all in on Mookie Betts? 22 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic they're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The Lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from the Athletics all-star team of local and national sports writers. Stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA? All of that and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. What did McLovin say that you had a problem with, Paul? Before the show, we were talking about Los Angeles sports and different things with the Mookie Betts possible trade of the Dodgers. McLovin, I, I'm paraphrasing, but I think you said that the, the Dodgers are the number one draw in town, and then it goes 1B would be the Lakers and down the road. And I said, I, I think that it's still the Lakers-Dodgers maybe tied. But when the Lakers are great and the Dodgers are great, it's probably a tie. I don't think one is really drastically above each other. McLovin? Well, it's just whenever we talk Dodgers, you know, we have this L.A. production crew. All of a sudden, notes start flying in of interest. feels like the Lakers a little less so to me. I mean, the Lakers are obviously huge. But the Dodgers, and because it's notable, too, because the rest of the country doesn't care about baseball. But, like, three towns are obsessed with it. Bring in Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times columnist, and, of course, contributor to Around the Horn. You want to settle this, Bill? Number one team in town, is it the Dodgers or the Lakers? It's the Lakers, and it's not even close right now. Okay. It's the Lakers by far, yeah. They've, they've really 
just in the past several years. Yeah, I know the Dodgers. Dodgers, uh, because of their TV deal, a lot of people can't even see them on TV. So they get people get excited about them in October when they can watch them on TV. But uh, other than that, no, it's the Lakers. They've they've captured a, a huge swath of community as the Kobe Bryant mourning and grieving period has has shown in Atlanta. I'm curious about this team and the makeup of this team with what happened with Kobe as they move on. You know, some teams when when there's tragedy, it empowers them, emboldens them. Where others, they get sort of dwarfed by something like this. The makeup of this Laker team, any concerns about this as they move forward? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, Dan. I don't think we know yet. I think LeBron really stepped up big Friday. I mean, in my mind, he became a Laker on Friday with his five-minute speech to the fans. He was really engaged and connected and really hit all the right notes. But they, you know, then the next day they went and played in Sacramento and they have a huge Kobe tribute there. There's going to be there's going to be Kobe tributes every place they play this year, and I don't think we know how much that's going to weigh on them. They have this happen again and again and again. Um, I think they'll be fine because again, because I, I think LeBron's taking on on this mission on his shoulders in a way that I haven't seen before, and he's really, again, he's really become part of the part of the town, part of the team. Uh, so I think they'll be fine. But yeah, it's a great question because they're going to have to relive what happened again and again and again all year long everywhere around the league. Lakers uh, buying or selling trade deadline? I hope I hope they're buying. I hope they're trade I hope they trade Kyle Kuzman and get a shooter and a and a you know a three and D guy. I think they definitely need that. They're close enough, you know, the the window's there for them. This is probably their best chance to win it. I hope they do it. And again, this this goes back to uh, you know the, the man most affected by the Kobe Bryant death, you know, was so close to him was Rob Polinka. And, you know, Rob's got a, you know, Rob has, has gone through a terrible, terrible time. And so can the trade deadline, there's even talk about the Lakers asking them to extend the trade deadline for them. They won't do that, of course. But, yeah, can they make a move? Mm. I think they need to make a move. I don't think they have enough right now. I don't think they have enough to beat the Clippers, to be honest with you. I think they need they need one more shooter, and I think they can, uh, and, and the guy can play defense on the wing. And I think that that's, a, that's something they, they've got to do, I believe. What about the Clippers? Well, their whole problem is themselves. If they can, and it's weird because all this talk about load management, everybody says how it affects them in the standings. It affects them in the locker room. I mean, these guys haven't, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard haven't played together very much. They haven't played together as a team very much. There's still chemistry issues. Even last night, they wanted to beat San Antonio, which they had to come back and do it in the last couple of minutes. They've, uh, they've got to get their chemistry issues worked out. And I think if they do that, though, I think they're the best. I think everybody agrees they're the best team in town right now because they're the deepest team. They play the best defense. And they have Patrick Beverly, which the Lakers don't have a Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I don't know if Kawhi and Paul George just turn it on automatically and have – like is there, load, is there going to be load management in the playoffs for Kawhi Leonard and or Paul George? <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I know, but but I, I, I agree with you. And I think the rest of the Clippers – remember, this is a team built on a fabric of hard work and teamwork. And these guys are on their own schedules, and uh, especially Kawhi. And I think that, you know, while on the outside we're all looking at that, shaking our hands. I think on the inside, there's, there's some of the players are doing the same thing. And so I think that's an issue they got to get they got to get resolved. And I tell you what, I tell you one thing that with all this load management talk, the Clippers not only are they the best team in town, they better win a championship. After all, they put their fans through with this, with, with, with you know, with <laughs> all the games, all the games these guys have missed because because they keep saying, well, we'll wait and see, we'll wait and see. It's it, it'll, you'll see it'll all pay off. Well, let's, you know, I'm sure the fans are surely hoping it'll pay off. It better pay off. 
is Bill Plasky from the L.A. Times and contributor to Around the Horn. Uh, before I get to the Dodgers, I saw where Vegas had the Chargers up pretty high on uh, the Tom Brady sweepstakes there and also with the Super Bowl odds. Uh, you know, Vegas usually knows before everybody else knows. Uh, what's your sense of, of Tom Brady with the Chargers as a possibility? I just I just can't imagine. And I just can't imagine he's going to come here with no – I know they're moving into a new stadium, but they're a team without a fan base. They're a team without a home. They're a team without any – you know, they, they played – they played 16 road games last year. Their players said it. I wrote it. Everybody wrote it. It's I don't I don't see why he would want to come here. I just have no idea why he. I'm sure the Chargers would take him. They're desperate for anything, for any buzz, for anything to kind of latch onto the to the town and get somebody to pay attention to him. But I just don't. I just think it'd be a bad move for him. I just think it would be you know. And there, I still think. And of course, you all discuss this on the show ad nauseum. But I still think he should stay in New England. That's his best chance of a championship. But yeah, the Chargers. They would love him. I don't see what the upside is for him out here. I mean, he's not coming. It's like saying you're coming to L.A. and then you go play for the Angels. It's 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 it, and it's it's worse than that. It's like saying you're going to L.A. and you go play for the Ducks. It's, you know the they you know the Chargers are not they're not L.A. So I, I don't care where they're what what the, what the stadium they're playing in. They you know it's he's going to be on the road for 16 games a year, and I don't think that's the way he wants to end his career. Speaking of a star maybe leaving New England, Mookie Betts and the Dodgers, I, I thought the Dodgers might have needed pitching more than another outfielder, Bill, but, um, you know, Mookie is a, a great a great player. I know you get David Price here. I don't know if I want David Price at that price. but um, I, don't want David, I don't want David Price at any price, yeah. but I think, I think they're going to have to take him to make this deal work. And no, I think they've – they're convinced, and the stats will prove it out, that the, the, really the what's hurt them at down the stretch the last three years is they've batted about 200 uh, in, in, the, in, 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 the, in the last playoff series, uh, playoff uh, you know, series of the season. They, they're hitting. They need a stud October hitter. They need a guy who can drive the ball. They need a guy at the top of the order. They need somebody, and Betts is perfect for that. He would put them over the top. And the clearest the question everybody in town is asking is will the Dodger management pay the $96 million to take David Price in the deal? That's mm-hmm. the holdup right now. Will they do that? And I think the pressure is on them to do that because they, they really should have had Garrett Cole. They, they, if they had spent the money, this is the, the, the richest team in baseball, if you ask me. They're making $8 billion on TV deal. They should have spent the money to get Garrett Cole. They would have had him if they had spent the extra 30 or $30 million or so. And it's easy to say because it's not, not my money, but they're making money hand over fist over there at, at Chavez Ravine. They, and so the fans have finally, I think, all the anger over all the October heartbreaks. You know, at first everybody's mad at Dave Roberts and they're mad at Andrew Friedman. Now everyone's mad at ownership. And they're like, spend the money, get it done now. The window's closing. And if it means taking on David Price's money, do it. But that's the, if, they're, if this deal's not done, all hell's going to break loose out here because that's the holdup is David Price and his contract. And I just say take him, put him in, you know, just use him whenever, you, however you want to use him. Take him, just anything to get Mookie Betts. I think that's the, the, think the Dodgers have to make this deal. I just wondered about that ballpark with Mookie Betts. Is he catered to that ballpark? Oh, I think he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he's catered. Yes, I think, I think, I think he works here. I think it works. He works in the outfield. He's a great fielder. And I, I, I just think it, it just gives them – a a you know a a legit. I mean, this guy in the last four years is the second best player in baseball to Mike Trout, if you ask me. And uh, I think the stats will prove that out. I, I just think they need that 
swagger. They need that stud hitter. And, and, and more importantly, and, and frankly, and then whether they work in Dodger Stadium, because they're going to win 96 games in Dodger Stadium in, in, in the regular season. Can he work in October? Can he get a big hit in October? This team cannot get a big hit to save its life in October. Can he do it? Because, because Cody Bellinger is not the guy. Cody Bellinger is not the guy to get – it's not been a big October player. So can this guy become that, that guy? That's what they need, and that's what this would add. And I do think this would – you know, we, 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 I said this before. When, when they require Machado to trade the line, they require Darvish. I said, okay, that, that, this puts them over the top. Well, I think this really does put them over the top. This would make them the World Series favorite. They've got to do this deal, Dan. They have to do it. David Price, be damned. Just do it. Can the Padres sneak in and do this? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't see why they would. The guy, the guy's just going to play there one year. He's not going to be there more than one year. They're not going to win anything this year. They won. They won seventy games last year. He's going to make them, you know, fifteen, twenty games better. The Padres would be foolish to do this. They were foolish to sign Machado. They'd be oh, foolish to do this. Yeah. Just give up, Padres. Give up already. <laughs> Padres, it's, their, it's no. It's their turn. It's their time. Finish it right now. Get get to finish the deal. Ownership. Anyway, you'll you'll see. It's all on ownership. And then Dodgers, this is a deal they have to do. That's why I'm 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 convinced they're going to do it. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate it. Thanks right, for joining God. us. That's uh, Bill Plasky, LA Times columnist, contributor for Around the Horn. Now, there's a lot there with uh, what the Dodgers are going to do. I just don't know if you need another outfielder. As much as I love Mookie Betts, yeah, you need a guy to have a hit in October. But you know, I I just want to make sure that I I'm my pitching staff is going to be great. In that ballpark, I want to, I want my pitching staff great. Yeah, Paul. Dodger fans are used to their team spending money. They're used to all the stuff. Just need one title. They've been in the playoffs every year, what, seven, eight yeah. years in a row? Yeah. I would say they've been a top three favorite going into the season for got to be five years quite, in a row. Yeah, quite some time. They've yeah. got 100 wins last year, 104 a couple years ago. They're another one of those teams that we don't care what they do during the regular season. Like, you expect them to be really good. And, and how many teams do we have that where we go, yeah, that's nice. Nice little regular season. Now what are you going to do in the playoffs? You can win 105. You can win 110. It doesn't matter. The Dodgers are still going to be one of those teams. Yep, but. Yeah, McClellan. It's so funny. That the Nationals won the World Series, and they're on zero people's radar. It's like all we talk about is the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Well, the Dodgers tried to get Garrett Cole, and now they're going to get Mookie Betts. And you wonder if that's the smart move for them. And then they have to take David Price. And because of that, now what are the Red Sox doing? So there is, there's, there's some national headlines with that. There's nothing going on with the Nationals right now. What are we, like, what's well, the storyline with the Nationals we're supposed to be talking about? Well, I, the reason was, I was looking at the Dodgers' recent run, but Paul, I said seven straight. Like, I'm like, who's won the World Series all those years? I'm like, oh, yeah, the Royals won one in there. The Giants won a lot in there. Baseball's had a funny championship history of late. Like, the Dodgers are the best team, and they haven't gotten over the top. Yeah, your 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 blue bloods aren't winning titles here. You know the Yankees, Dodgers. No, but you know the Nationals were a great story last year, and they got a lot of attention. But there's nothing in the off season other than they lose Rendon, they lost Bryce Harper before that, and you sign you know Steven Strasburg. So what else is there? Yeah, the club. You can't buy a title. I mean, there's just no way around. They lost Harper. Uh, you cannot spend your way. Mookie Betts is not going to put anyone over the top because that $300 million guy is not winning titles. Yeah, Paul. I was just thinking the most polarizing, also successful franchises in this country sports-wise, all blue and white. Dodgers, Cowboys, Duke, Yankees. Aren't their main colors all blue and white? That means nothing, but does it mean anything that's such a clean look? 
easy to consume. They don't change your uniforms that often. Cowboys never change. They don't even do that color rush, really, stuff. Dodgers never change. Duke, they don't really tweak too much. And the Yankees never, ever, ever change. I wonder if that branding also helps us consume them. Well, you got to be good. you got to be good. And they all have a history of being good. Yeah, I think it starts with that. There's no doubt. And then the coincidence of having that those colors. But they don't change your uniforms every 10 seconds like Tampa or teams like that. Or maybe this is not nothing. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, see. But then, like other sports, you know, I mean, Golden State has, it seems like they have a million different uniforms. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and they're doing okay. So I guess that sort of goes back to the winning thing. But once they stop being good, we're not going to talk about them anymore. Like, when, if Golden State has a couple years in a row of being subpar, they're off the radar. Yeah, but they don't have decades of success. Exactly. The Dallas Cowboys have decades of success or decades of prominence there. It was decades ago. Yeah, it was they decades had. Ago. <laughs> Luckily for them, the media is keeping that alive. Yes, we are. Yes. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Reggie Miller will join us in a half hour from now. Charlie in Dayton joins us. Hey, Charlie, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, 510280. And real quick, I just want to say go Dayton Flyers. Um, I was calling to defend the Bengals, man. Uh, I got to start with Mike Brown real quick, if you'll let me. I know he gets a knock for being cheap, but we're one of the only teams that has never sold the naming rights to the stadium. And that's got to be worth like $100 million. I'm not exactly sure, but it's got to be somewhere around that number. But, 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 Charlie, but Charlie, is that you think that's a good thing they haven't sold the naming rights? Well, well, I just I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm I'm just saying if he's so like cheap or or after money, why wouldn't you just do that? You know what I mean? I I feel like it's bad business in today's sports society. I mean, you need money and if you if you if you have a chance to make more money, you know, then why why would you not? Uh, I I can't give, you know, Mike Brown credit because he's not making money or he decided not to sell the naming rights to a stadium. Everybody's done it. And, and, and the, only, the only, as far as them being cheap, the only thing that I've ever seen is, is the indoor practice facility. We don't have one. And that, other than that, they've, they've updated the stadium. They've done all that. If you look at our player's salary over the last 10 years, it's up there with everybody else. Um, you know, they've, they've tried to bring in people throughout the years. Um, and if you look at the current roster, Sam Hubbard, Jermaine Pratt, and Jesse Bates, all three levels of defense, all young guys with a lot of promise. Yeah. You know our defense. Wait, and hold on, Sean. Yes, McLovin. Well, well, can I ask him why does it seem whenever I see the game on TV, half it's half empty at that stadium in Cincinnati? Because we're smarter than Browns fans. We don't go. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I think Charlie's trying to convince himself that it's still okay to be a Bengals fan. I can't. You don't start out with, you know, Mike Brown, he didn't sell the naming rights to the stadium. Wow, that's a team I love. Yeah, Paul. Mike Brown still uses dial up in the computers <laughs> in the does. building. That's nothing yeah. to be proud of. <laughs> 
the Bengals are known for being cheap. All you have to do is look at that practice facility. That's been an issue for decades. It's a, isn't it under like an off ramp? Yes. That's my, that mom and puff stuff is, is cute on hard knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of email here from a 50-year-old Cowboy fan. Is there a quarterback in the draft you would take at 17 and let Dak walk? No, there isn't. Uh, this is from uh, Ed Torres. Uh, with all the Tua talk, do the Lions look to the future and draft Tua? Uh, the report was Tua's family is nervous that he could be drafted by Detroit. You don't, if you're a quarterback, and this is another thing I worry about with Joe Burrow, is that coach going to be there after next season? Now, you might say, well, yeah, you'll keep him because you want to have some continuity with Joe Burrow. I, I just don't know if you're going to have – this is why I thought that uh, Jay Gruden was going to keep his job with Washington because they were drafting Dwayne Haskins, and then he could attach himself to Dwayne Haskins. And then I found out Jay Gruden didn't want Dwayne Haskins. So, so much for attaching yourself to a quarterback. Uh, this is from Keenan in Carbondale. Why did the Bears get so much flack for taking Trubisky instead of Mahomes or Watson while the Niners get a pass? They took Solomon Thomas. Imagine the Niners would have been what they would have been like with Watson or Mahomes on a rookie deal instead of Jimmy G. Well, they signed Jimmy G. So you weren't going to draft a quarterback. I mean, Solomon Torres, not worth uh, Solomon Thomas is not worth that you know high of a draft choice. But he did start for them. They played a lot for them. And the Bears get flack because they did take Trubisky. And you didn't need to trade up to get him. So we we want Trubisky. We're not going to tell anybody what we're doing. And we're going to move up and get him. I can't imagine what that conversation must have been like, where you're going, wait, you, oh, you, want, you want to trade? Oh, you want to trade up? John Lynch is probably going, hey, the Bears want to trade up to get Trubisky. Nobody laugh. Nobody laugh. Um, well, it's going to take a little bit to come up and get him. We got a lot of people interested in that. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Hold on here a second. You're part of the Solomon Thomas problem. I loved him. You saw that bowl game. You're like, this guy's a monster. I, I absolutely said he was. I, I, I thought he was a safe pick. And I thought he could he would uh, could turn out to be a great player. Absolutely, everyone did. He was going to no matter what. I thought he was as disruptive as any defensive lineman I saw that year. Coming out, absolutely, yes, Paul. Going back to the Bears trading up, McGlove and I were at that draft, and we were standing with a bunch of Bears fans at this this thing outside Philadelphia. And when they traded up, everyone thought they were getting Watson, not Mahomes. That was the guy that the Bears fans were mad that didn't get to Sean Watson. Out of Clemson. Mahomes' name was not even uttered by Bears fans. That's that's revisionist history. That was the one thing I didn't understand. I understand if you miss out on Mahomes, because a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And and even then when he was drafted, look at his look at his draft bio. You know, Farve like, you know, project, you know, gunslinger, can he win? You know, nobody was going all in on Deshaun Watson had one of the great college resumes of all time. And even then, the Bears passed on him. That's the surprising part. Not that they missed out on Mahomes, that you missed out on Deshaun Watson. Because if you don't get Mahomes, it's, it's not a bad consolation prize to have Deshaun Watson. All right, more phone calls coming up. Got a couple of mock drafts here. McLovin, anything spicy in these mock drafts? They're mock drafts. They're always spicy. All right. Take a break. 
Reggie Miller will join us coming up. Get his thoughts. 76ers got some problems. And who's going to make some moves at the trade deadline? Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 